Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do cover Green Bay Packers and we don't cover anything else. Let's go. All right, hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. It is Sunday, July 23rd, and I can smell it. Training camp is in the air. The Jets have kicked off their training camp. We're getting videos of Aaron Rodgers throwing passes to Garrett Wilson, getting false starts from uh, from the Jets defenders, or not false starts. Well, actually, yes, he is causing his own false starts, but also getting Jets defenders to jump off sides. We're getting all of that. Not that I care anymore. And then more importantly, we're going into the first week of Packers training camp. It's been a long time coming, but I cannot wait as content is going to start to ramp up. For now, however, we're going to run through our last sort of training camp battles episode. We're talking about defense and special teams here. And so we're going to run through that. That should be fun. And then on Wednesday, Packers jump out on the practice field for the first time. Super, super exciting. Now, before we get into the battles real quick, PUP updates, we have our first PUP updates. Gary and Stokes, both unsurprisingly, were placed on the PUP list. They're going to begin camp there. We'll see whether they get moved off at all. I tend to doubt it. I think they'll begin the season on the PUP list. Additionally, Jake Hansen and Jeff, Jeff Cotton, they were also both placed on the PUP list. However, just one day later, Hansen was activated off the PUP list, so it looks like he'll go right into camp. And then another... Sort of sad bit of news, Grant DuBose and Cameron McDonald, they were both added to the non-football injury list. We saw Grant DuBose not participating in OTAs and minicamps, so looks like still a lingering issue with Grant. Seems like he's going to begin camp a step behind Malik Heath and Bo Melton in the battle for that sixth receiver spot. But with that out of the way, let's jump into our training camp battles. First, on the defensive line... There's 10 guys we're going to run through here. We have four locks to make the roster. Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, locks, done and dusted. No question, they're going to make it, right? Clark, Slayton, Wyatt, they're all studs. Well, we'll see how good Slayton and Wyatt are, but they Wyatt certainly has all the potential in the world. Slayton's been good for the Packers the last two years. And then Colby Wooden, he's a fourth rounder. The Packers are not letting a fourth rounder go after just one offseason. So those four are locks. Another guy that's almost certainly going to make it, Carl Brooks. Not only has he sort of impressed in OTAs and minicamps, but he's a sixth-round pick, and Goody does not like to get a, get rid of draft picks at all. He barely likes to get rid of seventh-rounders, so he's probably not going to get rid of a sixth-rounder. Then, however, there's two fringe guys on the line, Jonathan Ford and Brenton Cox Jr. Now, you could include Cox Jr. in that edge battle. I have him on the D-line here, but really, you could put him wherever. Um, so Ford and Brenton Cox Jr. are my two fringe guys. Chris Slayton, a doubtful candidate to make the roster but you know there's a small chance and then almost no way for Anthony Moultrie and Jason Luan. Now the Packers they like to keep around five to six guys on the defensive line. We have four locks and one in Carl Brooks who's basically almost certainly going to make it so we're left with just maybe one spot and that spot in my mind is going to come down to a battle between Jonathan Ford, Brenton Cox Jr., Chris Slayton, and, you know, whether or not they are actually going to make a, an extra roster spot. Because all three of those guys, Ford, Cox Jr., and Slayton, 
they are going to be your biggest guys to look for. If one of them plays super well, they're probably going to make the roster. If Ford balls out, maybe he balls out on special teams, he's going to make the roster. Cox Jr. is making play after play after play. He's going to make the roster. And Chris Slayton plays just slightly better than he did last preseason. He's going to make the roster. But there is also a world where if none of them play well enough, if Slayton plays maybe just as well as he played in the preseason last year, which wasn't quite good enough to earn him a roster spot last year, this year, maybe it also doesn't earn him a roster spot. Maybe Jonathan Ford, he chose nothing. He's just a big body that does really nothing. Probably is not going to make the roster. And then let's say Brenton Cox Jr. Yeah, he's received a mention from Matt LaFleur for his play in OTAs and minicamps. So if he comes in, continues to play well, I think there's certainly a chance that he makes a roster. Let's say, knock on wood, he has some off-the-field issues, right? Maybe he doesn't make the roster either. He doesn't win the roster spot. And then the Packers just keep five guys on the D-line. So watch how those three perform. Ford, Cox Jr., and Slayton. And then watch to see if any of them are performing well enough to win a roster spot. On the edge, we have nine guys on the edge, four locks. Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, JJ Nigbari, and Justin Hollins. Now, Preston, I mean, locked and loaded, right? Veteran, 100%. Lucas Van Ness, first round pick, top top 15 pick. There's no way the Packers are letting go of him. I wouldn't. I would say they're not going to let go of him after three seasons right? Van Ness is on the roster. Enoch Bari, a good rookie season last year. He's he's still going to be there. And Justin Hollins played well as a pickup last year. He's going to be there. So that's four guys. The Packers likely keep five edge rushers. And that leads us to the rest. Two fringe guys in Jonathan Garvin and Ladarius Hamilton. Two guys that I doubt make it in Keyshawn Banks and Kenneth Odomegwu. And then one guy on the PUP. That is, of course, Rashawn Gary. So with the Packers likely keeping five edge rushers, you have four spots taken up. Rashawn Gary's on the PUP list. And then you have Smith, Van Ness, Enoch Barry, and Hollins. And then you have that one extra spot. And I think there is a world where they keep just four guys on the edge. Um, but that, you know, comes into the, the battle for that last spot between Jonathan Garvin, Ladarius Hamilton, and a roster spot. Now, it sounded like Garvin in OTAs and minicamps was dealing with some personal issues. That's why he missed them. So maybe that's not going to be held against him. But he's likely going to need to show quite a bit. He's made the roster every year, but he has not produced in the regular season whatsoever, especially against the pass. He's been decent against the run, but he's not producing at all against the pass. So he's going to need to consistently produce in his pass rush in camp in the preseason if he wants to make the roster. Ladarius Hamilton going to be fighting against Garvin. He's been on and off the roster over the past few years, but he's also going to need to play very well. He's going to need to show a lot in the preseason and in camp if he wants to take home, you know, whatever you get for being on the on the roster. And then, again, like with the D-line, if neither of these two guys perform particularly well, there's a chance Green Bay just keeps four guys on the edge, says, yeah, we're happy with Preston, Van Ness, Enigbari, and Hollins, and maybe they think Gary can come back quickly. So that is also, there's also a possibility that that happens. But Garvin and Ladarius Hamilton are you two guys to keep you know, at the forefront of your mind when you're considering edge rusher battles. And then last, I wanted to mention Kenneth Odomegwu. He's never played organized football, was brought in from, I believe, Nigeria in the International Pathways program. And I don't think he's going to make the roster, but he's big, he's strong, he's definitely a good athlete. And, you know, maybe he gets some time to develop on the practice squad this year. And then maybe we see him, I don't know, have a, a little bit of an impact next year. I don't know. 
but just I thought it's great. The NFL is expanding their game overseas, coming bringing in Odomegwu from the International Pathways program. Thought it, thought it deserves a mention. Then, moving on to the middle linebacker spot. Six guys I want to go over. Three locks to make the roster. Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, and Isaiah McDuffie. Locked and loaded, right? Campbell, veteran, he's making it. Walker, rookie, had a really good year last year. I think people people maybe were a bit too high on Quay Walker after his first eight games because he wasn't as good as uh, a lot of people maybe thought. And then I think people were too low on him uh, in the back half of the season because maybe they were trying to to course correct, to over adjust for how high they had been on him. But people were not, I was not feeling the Quay Walker love as much as I feel like I should have been in the last half of the season. Quay Walker played damn well in that last half, aside from the two ejections. So a lot, a lot of promise there. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. And then lastly, Isaiah McDuffie, right? Special teams ace, played actually pretty well last year when he had to fill in in Buffalo, came in well in run support with stuffing run gaps, like nobody's business. Big Isaiah McDuffie fan. And then two guys that are probably going to make it, Eric Wilson and Tariq Carpenter. One guy that's probably not going to make it, Jimmy Phillips. Now, the Packers could keep four or five guys at the middle linebacker spot. You've got your three obvious guys. And then Wilson and Carpenter are likely going to be your special teams addition. So there's not really any battle here because whatever you get from Campbell, Walker, and Isaiah McDuffie is going to be as much as you can expect from scrimmage. And then Eric Wilson and Tariq Carpenter are two special teams aces, so they're going to make the team as those special teams aces. And Jimmy Phillips, I mean, he'd have to be a rock star on special teams for him to make the roster. He's probably going to have to settle with fighting for a practice squad spot. That moves us on to the cornerback spot. And at the cornerback spot, who do we have? We have a couple of locks, three locks, the obvious ones. Jair Alexander, my favorite corner the best corner in the NFL. Nothing else to say about Jair. Rasul Douglas, veteran, very smart, 100% going to make it. And Keyshawn Nixon, top returner in the NFL, very good or surprisingly good slot corner, right? They're all locks. Two guys that are probably going to make it, Shamar John Charles. Look, he maybe hasn't gotten as much run in the regular season as you'd like, but he's played well in camps and in in the preseason the past few years. He's going to make it. And then Carrington Valentine, seventh rounder, Goody usually doesn't like to get rid of those, and Carrington, I think, has performed pretty well through OTAs and minicamp, so I, I would guess he's going to make it. Then, however, we move into our fringe guys, Corey Ballantyne and Keandre Thomas, and then two doubtful guys, William Hooper, Tyrell Ford, and one guy on the PUP, that is, of course, Eric Stokes. Now, the Packers, they could keep five or six cornerbacks. You obviously have five spots pretty much locked up, Jair, Rasul, Keyshawn, Shamar, and Carrington Valentine. That leaves you with one. And that brings me to the to the cornerback battle between Corey Ballantyne, Keandre Thomas, and a roster spot. Now, Ballantyne, he's more of your special teams ace. He does not do much from the field, but he's a he's a stud, a diamond on special teams. Keandre Thomas, meanwhile, he played very well from scrimmage last year in the preseason. And he did not quite play well enough to earn himself a roster spot, but he looked pretty impressive. And now it's likely going to be between him and Ballantyne in terms of battling it out for that last spot. If neither one of them plays well, well, then there's a chance Green Bay only keeps five, but I would guess they'd still even look at keeping Ballantyne as that sixth guy because of his special teams contribution. So basically, it seems like this is going to be Ballantyne's uh, role 
unless Keandre steps in and makes a name for himself in the camp in preseason. But Ballantyne could really, you know, grab a much stronger grasp on the spot if he plays well from scrimmage too. So watch that, Corey Ballantyne, Keandre Thomas battle as it unfolds. And then the last defensive position, the safety spot. We have one lock, a single lock for the safety spot, Darnell Savage. We have five guys that I think are probably going to make it. Rudy Ford, Darvarius Moore, Dallin Levitt, Anthony Johnson Jr., and Jonathan Owens. And then two guys that I doubt are going to make it, Innes Gaines and Benny Sapp the third. Now, safety is a, a fun spot, and that's because Green Bay could keep sort of anywhere from five to, for, to up to seven safeties. Due to his contract... The only true lock on this roster is Darnell Savage, and that means that the Packers and us have a lot of open spots, and that means that the battle for me at the safety spot is going to be Rudy Ford versus Tarverius Moore versus Anthony Johnson Jr. versus Jonathan Owens versus Dallin Levitt. All five of those guys are going to be fighting for their spots. Maybe they all get a spot. Maybe just one uh, loses their spot. Because we only have that one lock in Darnell Savage, it's definitely highly likely that those guys make it. Chances are Rudy Ford makes it, chances are Tavares Moore makes it, chances are Anthony Johnson Jr. makes it, chances are Jonathan Owen makes it, and chances are that Dallin Levent makes it. But it's still a battle in my mind, because even if all those guys make it, and I think there's a chance that not that one of them doesn't make it, but even if they all make it, they're still fighting for hierarchy, right? Who gets to be that starting safety alongside Darnell Savage? That's something they're all going to be battling for. Now, Dallin Levitt, he's sort of, he deserves a separate category because he's like Bisaccia's guy, Bisaccia's guy guy on special teams. He's uh, he's a punt protector, I believe. He's probably going to make it simply because of what he does on teams. Does not do much from the field. Keep in mind, he got toasted last year by the 49ers in that first preseason game. Not a good safety from scrimmage, but... Then there are the other four, and that's going to be a fascinating battle to watch. Rudy Ford and Tarverius Moore, two more special teams aces there, but they can contribute from scrimmage, right? Moore played a little bit with the 49ers from scrimmage, and Rudy Ford, he earned a starting spot last year for Green Bay, albeit in a pretty crappy safety room. Anthony Johnson Jr. and Jonathan Owens, those are two new additions. Johnson Jr., right? He's the rookie out of Iowa State. And Jonathan Owens, he had a pretty damn nice year for the Texans last year after not playing much in 2021 or really at all in 2020 and 2019. So it's going to be exciting to see how those four, Rudy Ford, Tarverius Moore, Jonathan Owens, and Anthony Johnson Jr., fight, scrap, and claw, see who's getting the starting reps. Is it Rudy Ford? Is it Jonathan Owens? How are they performing when they're getting those reps? Yes, the room does not look great at all, but there's a lot of people in that room, and it's going to be interesting to see how the whole safety battle unfolds. So, again, the battle, Rudy Ford, Tarverius Moore, Anthony Johnson Jr., Jonathan Owens, and Dallin Levitt. They're all going to be battling. And then, before we finish this up, let me just run through special teams real quick. At kicker, they only have one kicker on the roster right now. It's Anders Carlson, and there's not too much to say here, right? No competition as of right now. I think Green Bay will likely sign someone. I expect them to maybe bring in some competition, maybe bring in someone for the preseason. But Anders is definitely going to have every opportunity to go out there and drill kicks, and he just needs to hit them. <laughs> At punter, two guys, Pat O'Donnell and Dan Whelan, it's basically Pat O'Donnell's spot. It's not much of a battle at all, unless Whelan absolutely lights it up in the pre... Actually, no. Regardless of what happens, O'Donnell is going to win the punting job. Dan Whelan is basically just fighting for a practice squad spot. And then lastly, at long snapper, Matt Orchek versus Broughton Hatcher. That's the battle. Now, Hatcher can win the job, 
I think it's pretty unlikely Orchek was Orchek was was it Orschek? I think it's Orschek. Orschek was good for the Rams, and he's likely gonna gonna take the reins and grab the job in Green Bay. But that is what I have for you. Those are all of our battles on the D line. Who do we have? We have Jonathan Ford versus Brenton Cox Jr. versus Chris Slayton versus a roster spot. If they all perform poorly, they won't make the roster. Any of them. At edge, similarly, Jonathan Garvin versus Ladarius Hamilton versus a roster spot. Neither of those two perform well. They're probably not going to make a, a roster spot. Either of them. At cornerback, nothing at middle linebacker. I'm sorry for the big middle linebacker fans out there. At cornerback, Corey Ballantyne versus Keandre Thomas versus a roster spot, right? Ballantyne, maybe he's he's actually going to get the roster spot regardless, but I think if neither of those two perform too well, there's a chance that the Packers just keep five at cornerback. And then at safety, it's a big one. Rudy Ford versus Tarverius Moore versus Anthony Johnson Jr. versus Jonathan Owens versus Dallin Levitt. There's a lot of battles here, and it's going to be so fun to watch how everything plays out, and we're going to get to see it all starting Wednesday of this week. I don't know how you can be anything but excited because training camp's coming in, football is ramping back up, and that just means you're going to get more quality content. So that is what I have for you. As always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. I will be back on Wednesday, but until next time. Go Pack Go!